Okay, guys, let's touch more on James Borrego. So he was the Charlotte coach. He signed a multi-year extension. I saw that. I think it's great for the Hornets um, because he looked like he was very committed. He wanted to help out Lamelo Ball and, and just his, his game. He wanted Lamelo to be great. He wanted the team to be great. So I'm really happy that they signed him, and hopefully um, Charlotte can be one of those good teams again. Yeah, I mean, he obviously – he used to be an assistant coach for the Spurs, so he comes from – the Greg Popovich system, which is obviously very successful, and he's obviously he's a good coach for that reason. But um, I think it's a good signing. I think it's uh, it's nice. But I think we what we need to see from Charlotte in general is we need to see them start to get out of like this mediocre area because for the past forever, I don't know how many years, they've always just been stuck in like in the space where in between the not the eighth seed but not the 12th seed. Like, they've never been good enough. They've never – they've always just been in the, in that middle, and that's literally the worst spot to be in the NBA. So hopefully they can just get out of it and really start to, you know, become elite with LaMelo, with their coach, with their young talent like Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, et cetera. I think that Charlotte's been bad consistently longer than, like, any other team. I mean, like – The Kings, though. The Kings. Okay. I mean, no, the Kings were good in the early 2000s. But not for the past 20 years, the Kings have been good. Well, the Hornets were good, and the Hornets made the playoffs in 2016. Yeah. The Hornets were good in the 90s. That's what I was about to say. The Hornets were good in the 90s. They had, like, I think some good guys. I know Del Curry was once there, so very sad. But, um, yeah, and then when they had um, Kemba Walker, they were doing, like, I know it was, like, Kemba Walker, Jeremy Lin, like, around then. They were doing pretty good 2015, 2016. They might have even made the second round once or something, maybe. But they were pretty decent then. But yeah, I guess the Kings only. They haven't been. They haven't made. They haven't been good since like the early two thousands. But they, I think they should have won the title in two thousand two because that was so rigged. That was completely rigged. I think they should have won the series. Yeah, I think they should have won that. Um. So we have a, a a few more things for today. So before we have a few questions, let's go on to two more things that I actually wanted to touch on. Um, you guys probably saw it. I know you guys definitely saw one of them. I don't know. I don't know about the other, but I'll start on the one that um, I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, so it's more about social media purposes. Where Goran Dragic, a couple of days after he got traded to Toronto, he said that he didn't. He doesn't want to be in Toronto. Doesn't like it. And then he actually apologized about a week ago and says that Toronto is a great franchise and a great organization, and that he wants to play for it. So I was kind of thinking in my head. Does Goran actually, you know, like, did he do research and now he wants to be there? Or does he just want to make the fans and the audience feel like he's fine being in Toronto? I don't know. What they say, what they say first is what they mean. He said it, like, impulsively, he said it. Like, he, he said it without thinking about what it would mean by saying that. But he said it because it's what he probably truly believed. And then he realized that it was a it was a mistake to say what he truly believed. So then he took it back and said, "John is a great city." I don't think he did any research. He just doesn't want to be there. It's just like I mean, I remember Kawhi didn't want to be in Toronto either. I guess it's just like people don't want to be there. I don't know why. I mean, maybe because down in the United States they just don't want to go to Toronto. They just feel like uh, this is outside of the U.S. We're in Canada. We don't. We don't. I want. I want to be here. I want to be closer to like. I guess you could say the action. I don't know, but in 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 the United States. Yeah. But um, yeah, he definitely didn't. He definitely didn't do any research, like 
walk around and see, oh, wow, there's so many great restaurants here. Maybe I should stay here or something. No, he, he doesn't want to be in Toronto, and he's just trying to cover it up. Cover it up. Yeah. Well, he probably didn't even have a house in Toronto yet. I don't think he's gone. No, no way. No way. Like, he no just got trained a week ago. There's no way. He already, like, packed his bags and, and got over there. He's like, I'm ready to play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel, Daniel? This guy just insulted your city. Um, well, I mean, I mean, that's nothing bad about Koran. I'm just like, bro, just go, just, you know, you know, you know who we should draft? I, I, I have like a name in mind. I don't think you guys know who he is. Um, do you know this guy? We can't. Jalen Suggs? Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys know who that is? <laughs> Sounds familiar. If you, I feel like you've mentioned him a few times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dang. Like, if we just drafted Jalen Suggs, then I wouldn't have a problem with Goran Dragic saying that he doesn't want to be in Toronto. Now I'm like, bro, like if Goran Dragic leaves, we have nobody. We have no guards except for Fred Van Vliet, who's a good player and all, but we don't have anybody else other than Fred Van Vliet. So, like, then we're doomed. Is that the guy who's better than OG Nobi can run point guard? <laughs> or Siakam? Now put Ken Burst's point guard. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. um, so one more thing we have is Damian Lord. It's, it's, it's going pretty viral. So there was a random fan that tweeted, how much y'all want to bet that before the NBA season starts, the Lakers will still get Damian Lord, LOL. And Damian Lord responded, bet a million. So is Damian Lord doing that just to troll the internet? Or is he doing it because he, he's actually considering going to L.A. and L.A. somehow still has the money to acquire him? Well, I think basically what he's saying here is bet a million dollars because you're about to lose a million dollars. He's trying to get the guy to lose a million bucks. I think, I think that's what he's saying. Basically. Well, like, usually when you say that, you mean it like you should bet all this money because if because you'll get rich if you bet on this, you should. Yeah, but I think it's like the opposite this time, where he's like, "No, I'm. Just, I want you to bet the money, but I'm not." Gonna end up in LA. But usually, when you say that, you don't mean it the opposite way. You mean it that you should bet on it because you should bet this much because you'll make like you you'll get this much by betting on it because it's it's just sure thing. But I don't. Okay. I go to LA. Well, I mean, think about it. There's no way Lillard to LA can even work now because. First of all, salary issues, and then even more important than that, um, like uh, there's they already had they just traded for Russell Westbrook. Like how many how many point guards do you need? How many yeah, you have Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk. I think LeBron James is a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russell Westbrook and Damian Lillard would just be like completely. Overdoing it, in my opinion. Just think about it: Damian Lord, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony. Well, Carmelo is like not even close to those people's levels. He's like, you know, yeah, Carmelo is kind of he's he's in his ending stages of his career. He literally said that this was like his time to win yeah, the championship. Of course, yeah, yeah, it's his one chance to win a ring. Yeah, it's probably his final chance because he's definitely. I think he's definitely heading out very soon. All right, so for the final thing today, there's no general questions. We'll have the trivia. It's not, it's not really trivia, but it's just opinions. 
Um, so we have four questions, and I guess I'll go first, and maybe Aikman can go second, Shin can go third. So our opinion on this. So number one, is DeAndre Ayton a bust? So I'm going to speak. So, I mean, for the first year, I kind of wasn't trusting it because I was like, bro, like he's not really, you know, playing well. But I think he was actually not playing bad. His team just wasn't playing well. But I think this season we kind of got we we got a glimpse on him, and I don't think he's a bust. I think he's a good, he's a great player. There might there may be players in that draft class who are better than him, but I think he still deserved he still deserved to be number one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's kind of like in the nineteen eighty four draft when Hakeem was drafted number one, MJ was drafted number three. And I was like, oh, my God. How, nobody, I mean, nobody really complains that Hakeem was drafted number one because he's still a great – like, he's still all-time, probably top 12 player all-time. Like, there's no complaints. That's exactly what you want out of a number one. Like, it just happened that a, the greatest player of all time, or in my opinion, the second greatest player of all time, got drafted at number three. Who's, so, number, who's number one of all time? His name ends with a, with a James. His name reminds. There's Rock no with, way. <laughs> He's not number one. <laughs> okay, well that's gonna go too much into like a different. Well, well, what's what's the what's the goat discussion in the next podcast? I'll even write it down. Honestly. <laughs> what's the goat discussion in the next podcast? I disagree with you guys though. DeAndre, he's pretty solid. I mean, his rebounding is good and at least when I was watching the finals it seemed like he was always going to be an impact somewhere um especially I don't know maybe I'm wrong but it just seemed like in the closing minutes he was also uh, pretty solid in a lot of those games and I guess the uh yeah but um, I think the main thing in the playoffs like this year at least he had his best season and he definitely benefited from having Chris Paul because Chris Paul was just like feeding everything to him it was so good for him to have Chris Paul on that team I mean as far as like maybe scoring more points, but running is good. So, yeah. I so I think I think he's just gonna continue to be, get better. He literally just had arguably one of the most efficient playoffs of all time. So I, it's like this guy, this guy's the limit. Yeah. All right. So number two, it's kind of a big controversial question. Well, Luka Doncic. I kind of wrote it down the wrong way. Will he be, like, the next, like, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, something like that, like, top, like, you know, 10 all-time? Um, so, for my answer is I don't know yet. Um, I mean, he, he's impressed us in his rookie years. It's kind of similar to MJ. Just think about it, right? Because MJ, he started out, his team made the playoffs. They kept losing first round. They made it to second run one time. They lost. It's like Luca, right? He came, okay team. He was the hope to make the team a better franchise. Make led them to the playoffs. They kept losing in the first round these past like two years or three years, whatever it was. Um, it's similar to Michael Jordan's story, but I don't know about Luca. I mean, to win six rings in the current NBA is kind of hard, um, but. Um, especially because with all these old guys are going to like LeBron, like you look as young. Don't forget about that. Like LeBron, Curry, Durant, um, they're going to be leaving soon. Like Curry and Durant are both like 33 years old. They're pretty, they're getting pretty old. LeBron is like, like 69 years old. Like he's, he's old. Um, so he's, he's going to lead the NBA at some point. 
Um, so I think that with Luca, it's just going to depend on how his team can do. And he needs he needs like MJ and Scotty Pippen. Like Luca needs a Scotty Pippen on his team right now. Yeah, and the Mavericks hasn't really done anything to get him Scotty Pippen yet, which is. I mean, like as for the question, like. No, Luka will never be, like, considered on the level of Michael Jordan because there's always going to be, like, this thing where people, like, people who grew up watching Michael Jordan are going to be like, oh, well, you know, I grew up, you know, he was the best. It's just, like, something about he played, you know, back then, like, as he would refer to, back then, that always just makes some type of legacy thing. But, I mean, I think Luka has potential to be, like, not not a great player, but someone who's going to be considered, like, I guess in – 30 years, you know, or maybe like even 40 years after, a little bit after he retires, or maybe he can be like LeBron during his career as one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, but like when you're saying the trying to win six championships, in the league, I don't think there's going to be three peats or, you know, even maybe even uh, two, two championships in a row as much anymore because the talent in the league is so much more widespread than it, I guess it ever was. You know, you have you know, you have the t- you have talent on every single team. You know, high caliber players on every single team. So I think every and that actually makes the NBA more interesting, right? There's more you have to guess who's gonna win. Like you know, maybe there wasn't people weren't really thinking the Bucks or the Suns were gonna win the title, or you know, or make the finals. But that's what ended up happening, and it was actually really interesting. And the you know the Hawks making the conference finals, and that I think actually made the season even more interesting. Um, than maybe we would have pre- imagined. Yeah, I agree. I think, but I think the reason why that happened, like, oh my God, why is there so much widespread talent? I think it's definitely because of free agency and how players just control what they do now. It's like, the saying is it's a player's league, and I definitely agree with that because now pretty much everybody can decide where they want to go. Even role players have a lot of leverage. Not, not maybe not the lower end ones who can't, who are struggling to find deals, but definitely higher end role players that are three point shooters or can defend well. They definitely have leverage on where they want to go and what deals they can make, and that point right there just makes it so that you're going to have more people on more teams and just more widespread talent overall. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more independence. You know, the team doesn't have can't control its players anymore if a player wants out like i think i think it has something to do with maybe even social media somewhat like when a player says i want out you know it's gonna go everywhere everyone's gonna hear about it and if you if the team doesn't you know try to accommodate that you know let them go or something then it's also gonna look bad on them so i think a lot of it yeah there's free agency but i think a lot of it has also come on with like the media, you know, how widespread everything is. In just a few hours, millions of people can hear about everything that, that went down. And you know, now you have like these reporters who, who get every single detail. It's scary how much, how many details they get on each and every uh, move in the NBA. So, yeah. yeah. That brings us to the last question of the day. Will the Suns or Bucks go back to the finals next year? Bucks, no. Suns, possibly. Suns, so, possibly. What? For, for for the for the Bucks, if the Nets are injured, yeah, I of course they have a really good chance. But then they have to deal with the Bulls and the Heat. So I actually I don't really think so. Um, but with Phoenix, I mean, it just depends on you know. 
it depends on um like you know how the other teams are going to do because they have lakers clippers jazz blah 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 blah, blah. um i don't know because i think with phoenix i mean they definitely have a better chance um but i think phoenix could i mean they just have to play well if Devin booker has another like breakout season it's possible um for me phoenix no because of just how strong the Western Conference is definitely going to be next season. Uh, we already kind of talked about this. And then the Bucks, they have a better chance than Phoenix, but I'm going to say no because I think the Nets will be healthy next year. It won't have all these freak injuries like they had, and that will allow them to get to the finals. Yeah, I don't think either of the Suns or the Bucks are going to make it. I think I was agreeing with, I agree with Akermish. The Bucks have a higher chance than the Suns. I mean, like Chris Paul, you know, extending, I guess I was pretty old, but Chris Paul extending. Um, I guess it's really, I don't see any more championship berths in them, but I mean, I can see them being solid, maybe a conference final or two in the next four four years, but I don't think this, they're going to win a championship, um, especially with how strong the teams are and how strong the teams from what we know right now are projected to be for the next three or four years. So, um, It'll be interesting. I think this season's just going to be like last season. It's going to be interesting. I don't think there's not going to be as many injuries. It's a, it's a pretty similar length uh, off season this year, but um, it's still going to be interesting with, you know, the free agency that happened and what, where we left off from uh, last year with, you know, the seeding and how everyone did last year. There's new expectations, I'd say, for each, every team. You know, the Bulls, now, as Daniel was saying, you know, he seems to also have lots of hope in them. They, um, they last year, they were completely ruled out of getting anywhere. But this year, their expectations are new. They, they have all these good players, you know, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, um, Vucevic. So I think they're, they're one of those teams that have way higher expectations than before. And they're going to be fighting hard to actually achieve something this season. Yeah. Well, everybody, that is it for the podcast. It's all on YouTube. So if you're listening on YouTube right now, thank you so much. We'll be posting everything on Spotify shortly. Um, on Instagram, it's just going to be short videos um, for the podcast. It's on YouTube just because it's more professional and just because that's where all podcasts are. So with that being said, everybody, me, Akin, and Shrim, we'll see you guys next time.